to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NXT podcast. And I know, I know what you're thinking. Man, I am, I am so very glad that Zachary Smith, your humble host, is, is here to talk about NXT because... This weekend coming up, and and you know just coming up in general, what's bigger than than you know NXT? Like the big news is that freaking it's almost standing it's freaking almost standing deliver time, dude. Like that's the thing, dude. Um, there's like not. Like, WrestleMania, like, who watches that? And, like, AEW, like, I've never even heard of it. Uh, you couldn't even keep uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, so I'm glad to be here to talk about the hottest thing going in uh, in, in professional sports entertainment, baby. Uh, before we get started, you can always find me on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT, at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. I usually say we're talking wrestling and other fun stuff over there. Usually, what it really is is it's like me showing you things that I thought was funny. Um, so I like a bunch of things that I think were funny. And so maybe you have the same sense of humor as me and you'll think some stuff's funny too. I don't know. Check it out or don't. You don't have to. So we usually talk about news and notes, stuff that's going on in uh, in the world of WWE. Um. I mean, the, obviously, the big thing is is WrestleMania is coming up. I got a I got a couple things here. Edge and Edge and AJ Styles are going to have a wrestling match, and I'm trying really hard to not get too hype about it because, like, I also got hype about AJ and Shinsuke and like wrestling matches, um, like really good wrestling matches. Because I have to remember that WWE doesn't really care about wrestling matches. So, like, what would seem to some fans as, like, a dream match, like AJ and Shinsuke, that's not the point of WWE. But Edge and AJ Styles should be just the most fun match. Edge is 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 absolutely born to be a heel or a, or a bad guy. He is. He was. He was good as a as a babyface or a good guy when he came back, and that was the right thing to do because fans weren't going to boo him at first. But now that he's been around a little while, he's back to being a bad guy. And boy, is he just so good at it! Like him and him and like Kevin Owens are like guys that were born to be and are the best heels like in the world. And it's great to see him back in full bad guy force. And he's got a new theme song that everybody's mad that he changed, which is the point. And it's still Alter Bridge, who sings 
the On This Day song. So it's perfect. I love it. AJ Styles is older, but on any given night can still be the best wrestler in the world or one of two or three. And Edge is here to have really good matches. And I think AJ is going to give him his best match since he returned. And his best match, one of his best matches, period. Um, <clears throat> Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in a title unification that probably isn't going to be a title unification because they're just going to make another title for Raw once Roman wins. Listen, man, Roman's character is really good. It's There's a lot of not new stuff happening. Um, I, I've lost count of how many Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar matches there have been at WrestleMania, never mind just in total. Um, and their first one was really, really good, even before Seth Rollins interrupted it. And after that, it just hasn't been that. And I see no reason why this would be too terribly different. I mean, it is better that Brock is the good guy and Roman's the bad guy. It's a different dynamic, but I just think people are so sick of it, and I'm sure it's going to main event, and who cares? Roman wins, whatever. Um... Ooh, Seth Rollins wrestling. Because conventional wisdom would tell you that if Cody Rhodes was going to be debuting back in WWE, re-debuting, that they would have done it, um, you know, not on WrestleMania. They would have done it on Raw to, to drum up interest for WrestleMania. Um, listen, whether you like Cody Rhodes or not, I think we can all agree Cody Rhodes is not a, a de- re-debut at WrestleMania level star. I, I think that that's more than fair to say. Unless unless WWE is so into the haha, we got an AEW guy that um, that he debuts at WrestleMania. But that's WrestleMania is for casual fans who who are like. WWE casual fans, which means they don't know a lot about AEW or Cody Rhodes, so I don't know, and Vince is, is handpicking his opponent, we're gonna find out, it seems like, at WrestleMania, so, like, is it Cody Rhodes, because it's gonna feel, I don't know, it's gonna feel underwhelming, because it's been too long, like, if you had debuted Cody, like, two or three weeks ago, you would have had time to build a story, but, like, or is it just going to be that, wow, Seth and Cody are going to have a really good wrestling match? Because, I mean, Seth can have a really good match with anybody, but I don't know that Cody Rhodes is the kind of wrestler that I would just throw in there and be like, this will be a big deal just based on how good this match is going to be. But also, like, you you definitely can't do, like, ha, it's Goldberg, right? Like, you can't, like, you they could, but they couldn't, right? Like, that would be, that'd be bad. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's going to be really great. Maybe it's going to be the perfect opponent. for. Maybe they're going to have a time machine and bring back Bret Hart in his prime to face Seth Rollins, which would just create a black hole in the universe for how good that match would be. But I don't have a ton of faith in WWE for stuff like that. And it, it, boy, it seems like unless you pick exactly the right person that this is going to feel like Seth Rollins was a afterthought at WrestleMania, like, in storyline. And I don't know that, like, one of your biggest stars and best wrestlers should be, like, an afterthought 
at your your biggest show of the year. But I don't know. That's just me, dude. Um, Bianca Belair and uh, and Becky Lynch. Becky was talking about how her and Bianca should be the the main event because they're two women that have won a main event of WrestleMania. Um, whereas Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair are WrestleMania main event losers, and Bianca and Becky's story has been better. And that is true. Becky and Bianca's story has been better, but that's only by virtue of Ronda and Charlotte's being very boring. I wouldn't categorize Becky and Bianca's story as particularly good. I mean, Becky came back, what, SummerSlam? And won the title real quick, and then Bianca couldn't get to her, and then here we are. But it's certainly better than than Charlotte and Ronda. And yeah, Becky and Bianca should be the main event. They're both they're both um they're both more charismatic and will have a more interesting match than Ronda or Charlotte. I think we've passed the point where Ronda Rousey is so undeniably the biggest star that you simply have to put her in the main event. I think on her first run that was true. And then I think she took some time off, some some well-deserved time to do what she wanted to do. But she took some time off, and she wasn't a dominant like UFC force. She didn't do anything outside of WWE to come back in as like a you know a red hot act. Um, and now she's just kind of back, and she's not as polished as she was, which is understandable. It's not a bad thing. It's just. You have that on that side, and and Charlotte Flair has never been interesting enough as a character to carry a feud. If if anything, it's it's her opponents that it's Sasha and Bailey, and Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley that make her feuds interesting, not her. So yeah, Becky and Bianca should be the the, the main event, but they won't be, and neither of them will be. Becky and Bianca will probably be on night one, and Charlotte and Rondo will probably be on night two. I like the two-night WrestleMania, by the way. That's much easier to do than than sitting straight for five to six hours watching wrestling that isn't always the best. So WrestleMania should be interesting. I was going to say good, then I was going to say fun, then I wasn't sure about either, and so I'm going to say interesting. I think Edge and AJ Styles will be really, really, really good. And I hope that, you know, Brock and Roman don't get booed out of the building like the last time they tried this as a WrestleMania main event. Although, if it did, they would certainly deserve it. But Brock is a different character. Roman's a different character. Their dynamic, I think, works better. And again, really just that Edge-AJ Styles uh, match is kind of is what I'm looking forward to here. But... You know, enough of all that minor league nonsense, dude. It's time for NXT. And here's the thing. This was the go-home for Stand and Deliver. And I don't really care about that so much. I want to talk about Stand and Deliver itself because we have a very good wrestling card here. I don't know if, um, you know, it's going to be like the NXT shows of old where like just the sheer force of the wrestling um, makes it, you know, the best premium live event 
of a weekend that includes a WWE show, but the one good thing I can say about NXT 2.0 is that their pay-per-views, their premium live events, have felt a little bit like the old NXT in that, hey man, come watch some really good wrestling. Now, the, the big difference is you have newer people. You don't have the Garganos and the Champas and the Adam Coles. You have the Champas, but not that Champa. And also the crowd um, is not, it's not like a full sale crowd. It's, it's a WWE crowd, which doesn't lend the same important feeling that, a, that an old NXT crowd did. But I have been pleasantly surprised, albeit due to low expectations, by the NXT uh, premium live events that I have covered here. And I think if you go back and listen to me talking about some of the other ones, I think you'll find that that is about how I feel about them. I, I generally, I think for all of them, I've I've liked them a pretty good deal, actually. Um, and so, you know, I am, I am hopeful. Um... So, it, it I, I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't know that I'm excited for it necessarily, but I, I think that I will come away from it saying, okay, yeah, okay, sure. So, you know, so on this NXT, the really the only thing was that it was the the last spot in the NXT North American ladder match, North American title ladder match, that's a lot of words, um, basically all the losers had a triple threat match to determine who would get the fifth and final spot in that ladder match, it was Cameron Grimes, A-Kid, and Roderick Strong, and I told you last week that Cameron Grimes was going to win, and uh, I don't want to brag, but I was right, um, Obviously, that's because, of course, it was going to be Cameron Grimes. Who else would it have been? So, he does win, obviously. Um, so, he takes that win, and he's celebrating. Carmelo Hayes congratulates him on earning that, that final spot. And then the other... The other uh, the other guys in the ladder match come out and they get into the brawl as you know the one that they do when there's a multi person match. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna talk about that match in previewing stand and deliver, but the NXT North American Title ladder match nailed it. Um, is something of a legend from that 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 one that had Ricochet that Adam Cole won. And listen, is it gonna be that? No. Probably not, because there's nobody in that match that's like Ricochet. There's nobody in the world, almost, that's like Ricochet. But this is an, this is a really interesting mix of talent in this match. And I feel like we're going to get a really fun match out of this. And it might be the best match of the night. That's hard to judge. There's a few things that could take that. We'll talk about that. But the latter match tends to be very exciting and I think all of these guys that are in the match are are well suited for it and stylistically different enough 
that you can do a lot of fun things if they give it time. If you want to do a match like the la- like the Adam Cole one, then you, I think you can because the characters are good and the styles are good and so on and so forth. But according to the um, the match card that is posted, I don't know why it says the first match is pre-show. I don't know why it says that, but it's Gigi Dolan and JC Jane of Toxic Attraction, who are your NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, which I do, I genuinely, I am not joking, I do forget that those titles exist, versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. So, and like, Raquel came back here um, this week to save Dakota Kai from a beatdown by Toxic Attraction. Feels weird that after their like really serious um rivalry that Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez had not that long ago that they're just back as a team and like I don't know if they're actually back as a team or if this is like a you know we both hate these two people but that it doesn't feel like Gigi Dolan and JC Jane would be so hated by these two women that it would cause them to forget everything that they just did to each other not but a, a little while ago. And like obvi- like obviously Raquel and Dakota aren't winning. So like Gigi Dolan and JC Jane will walk out still your NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, which they should. Toxic Attraction still a really cool act. And I think you can get a lot more out of this. And also Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai weren't interesting as a team, particularly the first time. I'm certainly not making them the tag team champions. Um, I'm not sure what you do with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I mean, Gigi and JC are, are staying in NXT. I've done this a thousand times, but I have to do it a thousand times because she's still here. I did not think Dakota Kai would still be in NXT. I don't know if it's like uh, we don't have particular plans for Dakota or we don't see her as a fit on the main roster or if she's like a, she's like a older Tommaso Ciampa, older version of Tommaso Ciampa, like a I'm not going to the main roster type deal. I don't know what's going on, but like... Dakota Kai definitely should have been on the main roster by now. Like, I don't want her to be. She she doesn't feel like a big deal in NXT. Imagine how much of a big deal she would not be if she were on the main roster. Not through any particular fault of her own, but she's not a strong enough character that I have any faith whatsoever that WWE will do anything with her. And Raquel Gonzalez, I thought for sure, was going to be... Uh, maybe this is her last match like she's not going to win the women's title back she's not going to win the tag title she's been women's champion for a good while before she lost it to Mandy Rose so like Raquel seems like the women's version of a wrestler that Vince would love like Vince loves dudes that are like jacked and big and Raquel is jacked and big so like I would think that they would want her up there now she's still Unpot. She's not like especially charismatic, um, like naturally. Like she can be charismatic in the context of a story, and so I don't know if maybe we want to work on that. And like they want her to have more promo time or what. But I think you might just be at the point where you're gonna be with Raquel. 
Feels like one or both of these women will not be in NXT for a whole lot longer, but also I've said that a bunch of times before, so what do I know? All right, NXT North American Championship ladder match. Carmelo Hayes, your champion, versus Santos Escobar, Solo Sikoa, Grayson Waller, and Cameron Grimes. So again, this is great stylistic clash, right? Um... So here's the thing, you can go, you can go, I can make a case for every, every man winning this match, and I will. Carmelo Hayes is your North American champion. It doesn't seem like there's a particular rush to take that title off of him. It's, it's something for him to do in like a, hopefully a trial run for when he is eventually NXT champion. He's the man, he's the biggest star in this match, he's the most close to a building block of NXT that's in this match. So that's an easy one. Santos Escobar is a criminally underrated wrestler who is very good on the mic and very good at playing his character. And more importantly, he makes everybody that he wrestles look really good. He made Karrion Cross look really good. And Karrion Cross was not bad, but he was limited at that time, and Santos still made him look like a million dollars. Legato del Fantasma is a cool faction. I can make the case that, like, if he wins, I I would not be mad. Solo Sokoa. This might be the hardest one, because he is the newest, but he's the newest. He's presented as this badass who's, a like, a street fighter. No nonsense. Tough. He's running through everybody. If you're going to build somebody and announce them as like, hey, we have another new, like, actual star we're going to do here, Solo Soko would be the choice. I haven't heard a lot of promos from him, haven't seen a ton from him, but occasionally WWE does like to announce somebody or trial run somebody, I should say, by giving them a secondary title. That could be what they do here. Grayson Waller is the biggest healer bad guy in in NXT and one of the best bad guys for a time there in all of WWE from taking out Johnny to feuding with AJ. He's really, really good. He found something after he attacked Johnny Gargano that that stamped him as this is an important guy and he took the ball and ran with it, dude. He's been fantastic. He's really good in the ring. The boxing shorts are, uh, still look weird on him to me, but what do I know? He, if you are going to, he is one of the two, however you want to order them, biggest stars in this match or hottest stars with Carmelo Hayes. And I would argue if we're going to say hottest star, Grayson Waller is that guy. And that would... That would be the big bad guy reaction. And honestly, the more I'm talking about it, the more I think Grayson Waller might win this match. Now, last guy's Cameron Grimes. This is the second hardest one. Like, you could do this if you wanted to. People will be happy about it. But the time to put the NXT North American title on Cameron Grimes would have been, like, after his feud with LA Knight or in the middle of it when he was really that guy, like that underdog babyface, and now he's kind of floated between views, and he always does a great job, and he's really fun, he's a good promo, he's really good at his character, 
he would not be a bad choice. He he would be Solo Sokoa and Cameron Grimes would be the guys where if they won, I just went, oh, this is less interesting than the other three choices. And I don't think that's Cameron Grimes' fault. I think that when he gets to these title matches, it's at an inopportune time. Like, there were a few points within, like, the last year that if you had put Cameron Grimes in the NXT title picture, like, he could have won and people would have lost their minds. And that's not the case at this time. But all of these guys are really good. I'm going to say I think Grayson Waller walks out with that North American title. I think it might be time for Carmelo Hayes to move up a level. And Grayson Waller should be that guy. Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. It's weird that Tommaso is still like in NXT because I thought he was like not going to be in NXT. And Tony D'Angelo remains a befuddling character to me. Because he was just a stereotype and still is, but he was so it was so ridiculous that fans were like, okay, we'll cheer it. And so now he's here and he's like, he's a pretty good wrestler too. And he's, you know, so that's good. Um, I see no reason for Champa to win this match. I think Tony wins. I think he cheats and wins because that's what he does because he's an enforcer, except it's a legitimate business. You get it, he's a mobster, but they're not going to say that. So Tony wins. Maybe this is Champa's last match. He can't go after Braun Breaker anymore because that's over. Puts over Tony D'Angelo. I don't know if Tony is actually one of their stars or like the, the fans just like him, so they're just doing a thing with him. But he, he when he was in it with Pete Dunne and stuff, it was really good and it was really fun. And Tony's a really good wrestler. Um, and I think Champa would get a really good match out of him. I think that's a good style clash with them. Uh, yeah, and I think Tony, I think Tony takes the win on that, and we maybe say goodbye to Champa, or we say goodbye to Champa for a little while, and then I don't know what the hell you do with Tony after that. Maybe he can go after, well, if Grayson Waller wins, he can't go after him, but maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe he goes after somebody else. I couldn't think of anybody, because Dolph Ziggler is a is a bad guy. If Braun Breaker wins the NXT title back, then Tony go after him. I don't know. Something like that, but Tony wins. Imperiums, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel versus MSK and the Creed Brothers. Three-way tag match for the NXT tag titles. I take it back. This is going to be the best match, I think. Um, this is interesting. Um, I actually forget that the men's tag titles uh, exist, too. Um, here's the thing. Imperium, Imperiums, Fabian, and Marcel are the tag champs, but they're not doing a lot with them. And it doesn't really matter who wins. They're not going to do a lot with these tag titles anyway because that's not what they do. Um, MSK's already been tag champs, and I'm I'm all set on them, so thanks. The Creed Brothers should absolutely win this match. Um, they 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 have they won the Dusty Classic. They, they have come up. They've been an intimidating tag team. The, the next thing to do is to have them pin maybe MSK... And and just win those, ta- or actually put them over strong and have them pin Imperium, have them pin the tag champs. Creed Brothers pin Imperium to win those tag titles, and those meatheads will be jacked about it. It'd be great. M- Mandy Rose, your women's champion versus Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai. Fatal four way match for the NXT Women's Championship match, or for the wait a minute for the <laughs> nailed it for the NXT Women's Championship. Didn't need the word match at the end. Um, this, hmm, here's the thing. 
this is hard because Mandy Rose is going to win this match because they're gonna they're gonna keep going with this Mandy Rose thing, and that's that's fine. Toxic Attraction again, still a lot of juice left in that. Um, I am conflicted because Io Shirai is in this match, and as you know, one of my rules is that anytime Io Shirai is in a match or um, near a championship, she should win that championship. If if she happens to be backstage at SmackDown and Roman Reigns bumps into her by accident, she should be the Universal Champion. I love Io Shirai. She's one of my favorite wrestlers. I'm not sure why she's really good in the ring, but I'm not sure why. She's just awesome, and so she should win. So what should happen is Io Shirai should knock out Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray, and Mandy Rose lay them in the middle of the ring, hit the moonsault on all three of them, and pin all three of them to win that women's title. And then she should have it forever. And nobody should ever get close to beating her. She should beat everybody in the world. And Roman should come down to NXT and she should beat him. Now that's what should happen. I think we can all agree. What will happen is Mandy Rose will pin like Cora Jade. So that's fine. Gunther versus LA Knight. Hey, man, real quick, I don't care. Gunther wins, and his name is still bad. Walter is a better name. Gunther is not as good of a name, even even disregarding the the Nazi part of it. Just not as good of a name, and uh, Gunther wins. And then maybe LA Knight goes to the main roster. I don't know, man. I don't care. Dolph Ziggler, who is your NXT champion, I still can't. That still isn't, I'm not used to that yet, versus Braun Breaker for the NXT title. Now, this is this is a really difficult one because it depends on what you think is going to happen. Who, who is not long for NXT? Is Dolph Ziggler going to lose because it's time for him to go back to the main roster to hang out? Or is Braun Breaker going to lose because it's time for him to go to the main roster because Vince really likes him? I think it's much more likely that Vince and and the WWE decision makers really want Braun Breaker on the main roster. And I think it's just as likely that they have not noticed Dolph Ziggler is gone. So, I think, with help from Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler beats Braun Breaker and keeps that NXT title. And Braun says goodbye to NXT. He goes to the main roster, and God help him, because uh, it's it's a complete random crapshoot whether that's going to work or not. So I, th- and again, I could be wrong here. Maybe Braun wins that title back, and Dolph is gone, and Dolph has done his job, and I would say Dolph has done a fantastic job of putting over NXT, putting over the stars, even though he won the title. It's it's what the Charlotte Flair women's NXT title thing should have been, but it wasn't because it's Charlotte Flair. Um, And so if he puts over Braun on his way out, then he's built up momentum. He's won the title, which makes him losing to Braun believable and a big deal as opposed to all the other times he loses, which he has said himself, where nobody believes he's going to win, so what's the point? But, it feels to me like they really want, of of these two people, Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker, I'd be willing to bet you they are more excited and have more ideas for Braun Breaker than they do for Dolph Ziggler, which makes me think, 
Braun Breaker is going to be on Raw like the... Oh, I get it. Braun's going to be on the Raw after WrestleMania. That took me a second. Okay, so Braun loses because he's going to be on the Raw after WrestleMania. He's going to be one of the guys that comes up. So Dolph, yeah, Dolph is winning. All right, so then then we got it. All right, so to recap, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane keep those tag titles. I'm going to say Grayson Waller walks out as your NXT North American champion. Tony D'Angelo takes out the one-on-one uh, victory over Tommaso Ciampa. The Creed Brothers pin Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel to be your new NXT Tag Team Champions. Io Shirai pins Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray at the same time to become the NXT Women's Champion and then faces all other champions from all brands, including AEW and Impact, and becomes the champion. They will rename it as one title. She is the champion, will defend it against men and women, and will never lose until the day she decides to retire, in which case the title retires with her and wrestling gets no more championships. Uh, Then I wake up from the dream, and then Mandy Rose is actually still your women's champion. Gunther beats LA Knight, and I I will be looking at my phone, and Dolph Ziggler improbably retains the NXT title against Braun Breaker, who we next see the Raw after WrestleMania to face, like, Seth Rollins or something. Or maybe Braun Breaker's his WrestleMania opponent. I don't know. That could be fun. Not a big deal. Not worthy of WrestleMania, but fun I like it I like the show I just did I or rather the uh the 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 stand and deliver results I just created one more time I'm on Twitter at Zach NXT at Z A C H N X T let me know what you think about whether I'm right or wrong let me know what you think about some of the winners I picked do you think it's going to be different what do you think's going to be the best match um, what do you think, who do you think's going to win between Edge and AJ Styles? Because let's face it, you're probably more interested in that, and I get it. What title are they going to create for Raw after Brock loses to Roman? Because if it's the big gold world heavyweight championship, then I'm fine with that, because that's my favorite wrestling title ever. So just bring that back. That's fine. Let me know what you think over on Twitter. In the meantime, that's it for NXT, so that is it for me. I will see you here next week, but in the meantime, I have been Zachary Smith. You, you have been fantastic as always, and thank you for listening.